Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. All I ever wanted was a little love I want true romance, it's true Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. You guys sent in some topics, which really, every time someone sends in a topic, it makes me happy. It brings a smile to my face. I get so excited. The fact that anyone wants to hear us talk about anything is truly a surprise and a privilege Um, because uh, my new mantra is you don't have to speak. I'm in a professional environment where I can speak sometimes and I don't have to. Silence is an option. Silence is always an option, but silence is also violence in a lot of ways. That is also true. So first of all, we got recommendations. Talk about MILF Manor. Talk about MAFS, uh, Married at First Sight, season 10. The thing about MILF Manor is I couldn't handle that and I was too disturbed. Some things are too violent. That being emotionally. said, on my TV right now in the background is 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days Season 5, which I've already seen and I'm rewatching. <laughs> um, yeah, if MILF Manor is too much for Devin, that says a lot because if I know Devin, I know that she has a high tolerance. So Married at First Sight Season 10, I'm sorry, but I'm on Season 14 I'm like the only person alive who watches Married at First Sight in real time. Like I watch the current season and everyone else is like still the amount of time someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm watching the most current season. And I'm like, what season? And they're like 12 because that's the most recent one on Netflix. It's like, sorry, keep up. So then we have someone wrote in and said Taylor Swift and Marty Healy, which was a power Marty move. Healy. total power move to call him Marty. But of course. They're referencing Matt Healy. He is the lead singer of the 1975, a band which I do not know one lyric, one song. All I know is that the lead singer is really hot and makes out with his fans sometimes, which I don't think I'm he's okay hot with. At all. Oh well, you're on the. You're wrong. No, I think he's like Timmy Chalamet hot. Where I'm like, we wouldn't fit physically with each other because I'm about approximately four feet taller than him and about I would say 100 pounds heavier than him. But, but he is Taylor someone is, is tall too. Taylor's tall too, but she's model like build. And I think that 
I think that this is a rebound. I think we can all safely say that. It's a getaway car. And I also think that I'm a little bit relieved. Swifties, don't come after me. Don't dox me that her and Joe are over. Joe was um, about as interesting as a piece of ham that was left out on the curb for a while and turned white. He just looked asleep, like dead behind the eyes. I think there's more to the story with Joe that we don't know. I agree. Friend of the pod, Jesse Konevsky, had a really interesting um, take on this, which is that we all want to believe in the Kaler and the Gaylor theories because we want her to be... That's what I'm going to name my first child. We want her to be more <laughs> Gaylor. Um, Gaylor Barlow. Gaylor Barlow. Um, <laughs> you say it with an Italian accent. Gaylor um, Barlow. <laughs> Gaylor um, Barlow, eat your pasta. Love your nonna. Um, no, but like we want her to be more interesting. And in reality, she's just a girl like me, Devin Hunter Leary. She like gets into these relationships with these semi-toxic men and like completely changes her personality for them. And then Yes, 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 yes. Her her zip code. We we no one forgets the house she bought in Rhode Island to be close to the Kennedy teenager. Yes. And then she like um Jesse was saying, like, she starts dating Joe, she moves to the lakes and she starts reading Keats. And I'm like, yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I start dating someone and start doing learning about Dungeons and Dragons and like dressing and cosplay. Then I start dating someone else. And. Well, I'm trying to think, oh, well, when I dated Zach, I signed up for two half marathons. Did I did I attend either of them? No. But, you know, I'm, but, I'm you know, always... that, 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 cost, that costs some money, too. I completely I, identify with this. Clearly, I I. Yeah. So she she. And she jumps too quickly into these things, which I also do. And um, hold on, I'm getting a phone call not to brag. Um, she jumps really quickly into these things and then they fall apart, which this is what I'll say, though. This is what I'll say in thinking about this. I go on Twitter the other day. I see an article about the Jonas Brothers new album is a love letter to their wives. Um, so was the last one. First of all, second of all, so nobody, the last music video. nobody wants that. I don't want to hear someone's love letter to their wife at all. I can attend my parents anniversary celebration if I want that. And I don't want that. OK, I want turmoil. I want drama. I want getaway car. I want folklore. I want this is me trying. I want all too well. So when I watch Taylor get out of something so quickly with Joe and into something so quickly with Maddie Healy, who has proven himself to be toxic a few years ago. Why? Oh, because so he did an interview. So, okay. So they met when they were 25 and people say cardigan is about him. And like he, there was like rumors that she went to his show. She wore a 1975. I remember that. Yeah. And then he, in an interview said that he would never date Taylor Swift because that would be emasculating because she's like so successful. Got it. And then people were like, oh, like you're misogynistic. And then he kind of like took it back and was like, oh, I didn't mean that. But whatever. Like I I can just tell he's he doesn't it track like you're like, oh, you yeah. think you're like better than her. By the way, didn't she learn from your indie record? That's much cooler than mine. But that being said, did I ever learn? No. Do Have we ever learned anything based no. off experience with men? Absolutely not. I no. I This is. Okay, this is waking me up to a few things. A, I think she's attracted to men 
who have an air of aloofness. She is like the only guy she's dated who, by the way, I have heard rumors that he was ready to marry her and who matched her energy level was, I'm sorry to say, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, I thought you were going to say Calvin Harris. Sure, him as well. But Tom Hiddleston, I heard, like, thought he was going to marry her. And he was like a dork. Yeah. And Taylor is like, what we love about her is she's so sincere. And she's even said it in her NYU commencement speech. She said, like, embrace the cringe. Totally embrace the cringe. And so she is dating people who do not do that, though. And Matt Healy, what I don't like about... Yes. And and then she has to act cool. And it's as if in her relationships, she is doing the thing that she's had to do with the public, which is like court the public into knowing that she is cool and relevant, et cetera, because we're just famously so hard on women, which if you want to know more about, you can watch Miss Americana on Netflix streaming now. So I don't like that he is known for his celebrity rather than his music and and I think that he loves that. I think he loves attention. I mean, like, you know, hot take. Rockstar loves attention. But him making out with his fans, A, I would kill to do that. Like, yeah, he looks like at the very least a good kisser. But B, I'm like, you are not being really known for your music. So you're going for stunts. And, and that's also, kind of, I mean, talk about cringe. That's kind of cringe. And also, like, are you receiving and spreading the herpes virus? I don't know. The herpes virus. The herpes virus. Um, I think this is bound to burn and I'm kind of into that. He's been attending her shows. But what I love, what I love is how fiercely the Swift, the Swifty community like hates him for her. Like the amount of TikToks I've seen that are like disgusted by him and they're like, he's not good enough. And people are like, I don't understand. Like someone who wrote in too was like, I don't understand. Like why is Gigi Hadid and Phoebe Bridgers nice to him? Like he's awful. He doesn't deserve it. That's so funny. And I think we could all relate to that as friends. I don't know. You know that I can relate to that as friends. Have you ever disapproved of anyone I've dated? Name one. Name one. Or six. Um, It is so, okay. This is what I'll say though. Why are Swifties so obsessed with Joe? Like, like someone, I don't get I, it. I, I, I screenshotted him to send it to you. There's someone made a meme of an old woman in a cage and said, I'm not letting my grandmother out until Joe and Taylor get back. Together. I don't get it. No, I don't understand at all. There's been no information. And I want her to like, I want her to bring to light which songs are really about him because I've always thought that I'm like, there's so many songs that are about him. We don't know about. She needs to be honest about that now because I want to know, like, did he cheat on her? Did she cheat on him? Who was illicit affairs? Who was secret? We like, need an Oprah interview. We need an Oprah interview. The ways that he's toxic could potentially at least make him more interesting. Like with Correct. Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm like, of course he's awful for her. But in some ways I'm like, wait, I'm kind of like into the back and forth. Like I knew you were trouble. Like, oh my God, that's hot in a way. Like I thought that was, that's about Harry, but continue. Just okay. read a book sometimes and do your research. Maybe. <laughs> Question well, mark? the Send. thing is, the thing is, I don't know what the thing is, but I'll say this. Taylor and Pete next. Can you imagine? I don't think she would do that. I don't think she would touch him with a 10 foot pole. But no, I think like I'm kind of over Pete, honestly. I know I am, too. I hope he just I hope he just stays with this girl so we can we can. I, I don't need any more headlines. You know, it was like when I was done with Don't Worry Darling drama. I'm like, I'm done, I think. I'm done. And also I saw him do an interview where he's like, 
okay, I'm in my 20s. Like I date a lot. Like it's actually not weird. And I'm like, no, I have been you where I like date a million people, like I said, really fast. And like what? And I, and people think it's weird. Like even though I'm not famous, well, people are like, that's weird. Why are you in so many relationships? And why do you get a tattoo for every single relationship and virtually get married to this person? That yes, is the weird part. That is what you weird. can't get four tattoos for Kim Kardashian, including all of her children's initials. I remember when I told you that and you're like, so why crazy. do people have to be this way? Like, like you, you don't have to. It's like the silence is an option. Not getting a tattoo that says Jasmine and Aladdin is an option. Not branding your name with the word branding your body with the name Kim is an option. I know. Imagine I'm like, I know, lift up my arm and I have all of Kim's kids <laughs> tattooed on. You're like, I know. I wish I Psalm. knew that that was an option. Chicago. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's what we think about Taylor and Maddie. And we I and we hope for more clarity, like the fact that Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds unfollowed Joe. I need more information on that, actually. And so we, we need more clues. I look I look forward to future Easter eggs that are so obvious. Um, I look forward to more music videos. I love the fact that she is not like, I know Taylor is not going to let us down. Like she, she can only tolerate so much privacy on her personal life. And I don't think she liked that about him too. Like, you know, if she did, if they did in fact get married, you know that she wanted a Vogue spread. Like, you know that she yes. wanted all of that. And he took that away from her, which is, um, as Ramona said to Bethany, not supporting other women. It's also, like, again, I relate to her. She has that song, Paper Rings, where it's like, I would marry you with paper rings. I don't care. It's like, I've done that in relationships yes. where I'm like, I don't even care. Like, when I was dating my... We'll, we'll always forget. I mean, we'll, we'll always forget. We'll always forget when you wanted to get married in Vegas, like, very badly to the point of being in a bad mood. I know. And also with that same person that he was, like, wanted a small wedding or something. And I was like, same. Like, I could get married at City Hall. We all know that I want a big wedding. I want attention. I want people watching me walk down the aisle. I want people crying for me. I want toasts like husband crying. Husband has vows, to cry. Personal vows. I. This is making me so angry. It's like Why? even because my most recent relationship. Um, he said that he wouldn't do vows for me. Like if we got married. Psychotic. And I'm, like, I'm sorry, but. Bare minimum. I, every single person I've been with. I could write the most, I know I could write the most beautiful poetic things because I did for every birthday, anniversary, whatever, these cards that are like so heartfelt. And I'm like, I know that those things can be written about me. Like the fact that no one, this is honestly, I, I could write you way. vows. I could, I could literally write you the most beautiful vows and that should be of the friend vows. I mean, so I could argue that like sometimes we love our friends just as much as our SOs, but your, your husband should that that's the bare minimum. If it, Tom Schwartz can write Katie Maloney vows that make him cry and he's the same person who truly likes pouring drinks on women, then yes, your boyfriend can write you vows again, bare minimum. But also I'm like, it's me. Like there, there's so much to be said about me. <laughs> But there I is like, so much to be said. And also I'm like small waist, perfect tits. No, no. But this oh, is sorry. the thing, too, is like I'm like the the fact that I have been told by a significant other that it's crazy for me to think that someone should be certain about marrying me. Well, since that was literally the precipitated my last breakup, <laughs> those words exactly that th that were said to you. Well, when I said to my ex. I deserve someone who's certain about me. And he said, 
You're right. Yeah. That was um equivalent. This is sickening. This is sickening. This is sickening. And that were, yeah, bad vows. I would not want those to be my vows at my wedding. I think that we deserve people who- Where are they? Can these people show themselves? I I don't know. I really don't. But I also think that like, if I'm really honest with myself and you do not have to feel the same way, I'm speaking purely for myself. I'm not ready for that person yet. Uh, to oh. get very vulnerable and I like could cry talking about this. I feel like it sounds so intense, but I feel like my heart is like so closed since my last Carol, breakup. I love you. And I just feel like I'm like repulsed by like the idea of like opening it again right now. Yeah. Like I just feel like I am so terrified of being hurt again. Hot yeah. Take. I know what you mean. I, I don't have any advice for this because I don't know what the right way is to be, but I'm just really sorry that you feel that way. Cause it's, it sounds so painful. And I think you have such a beautiful heart that I think should be shared with as many people as possible. I think it's just time. Like, I think I apologize to our listeners who can't handle um, women crying. And if there are listeners, Please, been there's listening no to- listeners like that. They're, they love but, it. I think it's time. I, I mean, meaning that I think time is the answer and it's the only answer, unfortunately. I know. I think I've, I'm on Raya and I'm on Hinge and I'm not obsessing about either. I'm just existing on them and not taking them down, which is like a huge step for me. And I think I'm trying to just constantly remind myself of what I deserve. Yes. Which is hard when you're not actively getting it because you feel like, am I delusional? Like, don't I deserve this? Even right. though it's not in front yes. of me. Yes. I don't even know how I got to this place in this episode and like what brought me here. But yeah, basically wanting someone, not feeling ready for someone, wouldn't know what to do if I liked someone. Like I met someone recently who I like was kind of like, oh, this could be something. And he was so earnestly nice and funny and fun, but like eager and not playing cool at all, which like I know is both of our pet peeves when anyone is like trying to play cool. Like he was yes. just like, yeah, hey. And like so eager and so nice and the kind of person again who the highest compliment I can pay a guy or rather a great barometer, I feel like to suss out a guy's character is whether or not you would be excited to introduce him to your friends. Yes. If you're like, he's fine. And like, I really like him. Like, that's one thing. And, and and I also don't think that you should, it shouldn't be if my friends don't like him, I have to break up with him because I've done that too. And I, I don't think that like is necessarily a good thing or like how you should make a decision. But I, but I do think you should want to include him in your friend group because that means like you're uncomfortable with him. You know, you guys share probably some of the same values. I mean, the best example of this is Sex in the City when she dates who is the her Russian artist? And he is like so weird to all of her friends and like doesn't mesh well with them because they're like, Samantha's like joking about vibrators and he can't handle it. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want that. But even knowing that like, oh, wow, there's a guy like this that exists and he's like successful and smart and also like kind and humble and funny. I was like, I'm not going to put any energy into making this happen, mainly because like I met him through work and that felt unprofessional, but also because I'm like, I'm not ready for that in my life right now. But will you ever be? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like, yes, 
I will, but it feels like I have a few obstacles that feel currently insurmountable, but I'm choosing to be hopeful and focus on things that I am ready for right now. Does that make sense? That makes sense. But I'll keep you guys posted. I don't want to be sad. One of the reasons I love this podcast is because it's not about like being like depressed. It's about like how to, to me at least, and I hope this is what it is to our listeners. It's how, it's about how do I become happy with a love life? Because I want to be happy with a love life. I thought it was about reality TV. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, listen, I think it's also about like, we don't know anything about anything. That's true. I think that's the most authentic way to be is just to be like, we're figuring it out. I agree. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Uh, okay, to move on, someone requested, please get your charts read by Allie and report back. I have contacted her. I was going to contact her yesterday. Okay. Well, I'm so glad we made contact. We'll talk to our producer as well about seeing to, if she would be interested in getting on the pod. Um, we're huge Allie fans. Uh, she is an example of listening to that little voice inside of you that says maybe it's weird. If you see a man and his girlfriend's friend dancing at the Abbey at 2 a.m., maybe that's weird. Maybe that's something to flag. That's something to flag big time. And so we, we really love Allie. Um, and I'll 
60 pounds of her. She's a part of history. Should we talk friend breakups briefly? Yeah. I don't really have any wise words to say about this. Like, this is something I'm struggling with as an adult is like growing out of friendships. And the thing is, I'm reading this book, Set Boundaries, really Find Peace. Really hope it's not about me. Really hope This is something that's me. really hard for me in adulthood is like that one person Growing away you, from podcast uh, You feel like teammates. you have nothing in common with them anymore. And it's just, no, but this book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace by Nedra Glover Tawab. I wish that we could get in an airplane and throw copies out onto the United States across across this great nation. But the thing is, like she talks about with friend separation or like family separation specifically, like setting a clear boundary versus ghosting. And she's like letting something fade out is actually like passive. And I'm like, okay. that being said, I kind of think I would rather someone just like clearly distance themselves from me than to be like, hey, Devin, like, I don't really want to be your friend anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay. I don't need someone to tell me why they don't want to be my friend anymore. They can just like calmly be on their way. I have, um, I've gone through a version of this that was really interesting because it was a time when I was really young and I encourage growth at all ages. But, you know, when I stopped partying, I mean, I still like going out, but when I stopped blacking out, I should say there were friendships that I realized didn't have a lot of substance besides going out, getting wasted and trying to have sex. And so I really do need to share values with someone and I need to feel safe with someone and I need to trust someone for me to share my life with them in any capacity, not just romantically. And so I have realized at times, you know, for instance, I was was with, I was with a girl who I used to party with and I was, you know, not doing that anymore, but she wanted to hang out and I was staying in my mom's apartment at the time. My mom's apartment had a pool and we were going to go lounge by the pool together we went to a grocery store beforehand, a small grocery store. We're not talking Vons. We're not talking Whole Foods, like a, a neighborhood grocery store. And she stole something as we were leaving. Oh my God. And I was like, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not like one of those people who's like, obey the law and respect fellow officers. No, but I'm like, you're stealing from a small business. That is not something I'm okay with. Yeah. And I don't understand you and I don't trust you now. And I don't want you around. If you were like stealing from target, I might be like, that's honestly weird since I know you have money to like afford that. And I think that's like a little sketchy, but I stealing from a small business is like especially egregious. Yeah. And it's just one of those reminders of like, Oh, we live differently. We live very differently. And I don't trust you as much as I used to. And and Devin and I talked, you know, today about feeling safe to share a lot about our lives with someone. And we need to trust that they will reciprocate that. So I'm, I'm grateful that I have friends that I can go back. I have a back and forth with, but I'm cautious not to get close to people. when I feel like that's not a possibility. I can totally have shallow friendships and, and I don't even mean shallow in a bad way. I mean like work friendships, (laughs) shout out to my coworkers who listen to the podcast no, I mean, they actually know it just as much. And um, due to the fact that I took Oxycontin because of a surgery, I did send them all pictures of my hand. But I, I mean, acquaintances through work relationships, like it's okay. I don't need to get very close to everyone. They can be a level of friendship. But friends who I'm suddenly like, I don't agree with the way that you go through the world. Um, and I, I don't have to force things based on prior connection. Well, I am going to just turn this into a, podcast where we quote 
Nedra Glover Tawab, but she on her Instagram she posted this thing called Six Types of Friends to Stay Close to, and I really liked it. Oh my god, I saw that and I loved it so much. Stay close to friends who don't require constant contact and embrace you with open arms when you connect. Life is busy being connected to someone who understands that matters. Stay close to friends who allow you to be authentic without challenging you to be anything other than what you are. This has been really big for me this year. Like the feeling of can I be truly authentic with what I'm going through with this person right now or am I like scared of judgment or control? It's special to have a relationship with someone who gets you when there are differences between you and them. Stay close to friends who have healthy boundaries. Seeing someone place boundaries is inspirational. Strong agree. But also like, do I know anyone with healthy boundaries? I'm not sure. And can encourage you to build healthier boundaries. Stay close to friends who don't shut down when you bring up tough topics. That's actually true, especially right before this podcast when I brought up to Carolina that the company Wayfair is sex trafficking missing children through dressers and naming the dressers after those missing children. And it's a tough topic. And I brought it up and Carolina completely shut it down. I said, next, stay close to friends who delicately hold you accountable. Having people who want the best for you is life changing. Okay, so this is an interesting one because I actually had a friend be honest with me that I was being annoying recently who oh i in no world would i say who <laughs> this bothers me imagine keep me up at night imagine I, I would, i'm like i'm like oh this person uh, wide on the podcast no just a couple of friends i actually asked i was like am i being annoying about my breakup like am i talking about it too much am i like being like obsessive mm. about it and they were like it's a lot and i was like okay and then i've really thought about that since then and i've thought like is it necessary because this is something i really struggle with like oversharing because i don't have a strong enough sense of self to like regulate my own problems on my own i need like everyone's opinion so i've been trying to think like do i need to share this or am i just like filling space or am i just like afraid so i want people to validate what i'm doing and it was really helpful to me that being said i have friends who there's stuff that I like want to be honest with them about because I'm like, right. And I'm like, could I actually like, it causes like a cold rift between people when someone doesn't feel safe to open up. And I think that like, I've appreciated that more this year as well. But I I think think that is something in you and I's friendship. I've always been able to be completely honest with you when I have a problem with you. That's true. And I'm going to say right now, I have a huge problem with you. No, I'm kidding. But like you always have been receptive and I feel like you've been able to communicate with me and I haven't been I'm like and I haven't really been receptive, but I've worked through it in my own way and whatever. We've always been able to grow because we like communicate with each other. But I have some friendships where I'm like, could I be honest with that person about what bothers me? Like, I'm not sure. And that that prevents closeness. That prevents closeness. And it's also what I imagine a marriage to be like, where it's like, I have to get vulnerable and grow with you or else we're in trouble. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think I've been in relationships where that wasn't really an option or, or there was not a willingness on, and I'll include myself in it on either side to change. And that's, that's a problem. I think that I have, and I'm sure you'll understand this. I, in that last post, I think I've wanted better for people in a way that's almost bullish um, because I don't want, I, I, as I've said multiple times on this pod, there's no man that I think is good enough for my friends. And I don't mean that being like girls are queens. Like, I don't mean it that way. I just really truly believe 
I have some of the funniest, brightest, kindest, most interesting, like people who have championed darkness and like gotten through it and, and, and like really had to look at themselves in ways that are like both beautiful and transformational. I, I am so proud of my friends and like think that they're some of the most amazing people I've ever met. I really do. And they're mostly female. It's hard for me to accept them dating anyone who is treating them differently. It makes me insane. And that is like a self-centered way to look at it. I should just be like, that's a you problem. Yeah. I should just be like, they're dating someone, period. And like, I wonder how that's going. I don't have to set anyone's life up. And I, as I've said earlier on the spot, I'm struggling to even set my own romantic life up. So it's very easy from that place when you're not dating anyone to be like, and they shouldn't date this guy because he's an asshole. Like, it's easy to be like that instead of like, Meeting someone is really hard and true love is hard to find. And if you feel like you found a connection, like it, it, it doesn't make it easier for someone to be like, well, he sucks. It's like, yeah, well, you have no idea like the loneliness I've been living with. So yeah. I definitely understand. I think it's good to want the best for your friends. And I also think that it's with caution, like in terms of like thinking, you know what the best is. The last slide in Nedra's thing is stay close to friends who show up to support you. Taking the time to be present is loving. And I think like I've also struggled with like and I've like directly affected friendships by like giving honest opinions about relationships when they're not asking for it. I think that's the thing. It's like my most recent example of being like, am I being annoying about my breakup? It's like I was asking and sometimes I'm asking without really wanting an answer. But like when I've had the experience of like sharing what I'm going through and then receiving like an opinion about like what I should do. It feels like the person's not being present or like receiving like a judgment or like, I don't know, it just feels like, wait, are you listening or are you like thinking that I need to like change my life? And I think it's a struggle. But like for me, most of the time, I just want someone to like listen and be like, I love you right. anyway. Right. Um, and also it's, like every yeah. relationship is different. And I've also like I've I've been really surprised by friends relationships that in the beginning I was like, wait, what? And now I'm like, wow, I really admire what you guys have like gotten through together. And like, that's really cool. And also like the things I want are clearly different than like what other people want. Like, I have no idea what works for people and I don't even know what works for me. But I've definitely fallen into that before where I'm like, he's not good enough. Like, I'm scared, you know, but it's all just like fear. It's fear. And it's also like, not jealousy, but the kind of thing of like, you don't deserve to be close to this person I love. It's a level of protectiveness that is boundaryless. And I think that listening is a really profound thing to do that I struggle with. And I think that you have been really good about listening to me rant and just nodding and truly listening. And that alone is healing. And I don't think we know, like, I don't, I can't tell you why, but I think that it is really helpful for someone to fully absorb what you're going through. I think that's helpful for you to process that. I think you can grow out of friendships and that doesn't mean the experience was less valuable. There's friendships that sometimes I'm like, maybe I should reconnect with this person. And it's sort of like, why? I know. And and that's okay. Like we had fun. It, our lifestyles don't suit each other anymore. And that's okay. You know, I, I kind of can, I can do friendships and relationships. Like I can, I used to be able to like drink where I like want to just like absorb someone or I really like someone and get obsessed with them. And that's just not like really necessarily a way to live. You can have like a few close friends, which I do and appreciate someone so much. And uh, they don't have to be everything to you. I want true romance. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right rug flooring. Let's move on to one of my favorite topics, jealousy and female friendships your significant other has. Yep. So I want to say something about jealousy that has been is very helpful to me. I expressed to my therapist I was jealous of this girl. And my therapist said, look at dogs. And I said, okay, I do all the time. But she, she said, have you seen how they play? Jealousy is a part of primal animal fabric. Like my dog will hold a bone and let my other dog bark at it and clearly gets a rise out of it. And that's fun for her. And the jealousy is clear and it's a game and, but it's also real. And looking at it that way really helped me be less judgmental and less urgent about myself. And I can be more like, Oh, there it is. There's my jealousy again. Jealousy is popping up. Okay. This person has financial success I want. Oh, this person just had an article in deadline. I want, I want to be in deadline. And instead of judging that or feeling bad about myself or feeling that way, I'll just let it happen. Yeah. I'm competitive. Yeah. I'm jealous. I don't have to watch myself. I I don't, that doesn't have to lead to obsession anymore. That can just exist. And I can trust that time will take that away too. I've been jealous of people that I don't think about anymore that I used to think about all the time. Like Can I trust that time happens and that I will, you know, eventually get over that? Well, I think it's hard in relationships to not act or for me, like to not act on it. Relationships are a different thing. I'm talking about being single right now, but in terms of relationships and a girl being around that you're jealous of, hmm, I have, I'll say for me personally, it usually speaks to the health of the relationship. In what sense? In the sense that I have been in relationships where girls, and I'll say this objectively, who are hotter than me have been mad at me because they have a crush on my boyfriend. I felt no fear, anger, resentment towards these people. I was kind of like, oh, weird. But I was so trusting of my boyfriend's feelings of me. I did not feel like I need to monitor this. I didn't feel like, God, he wants me to be skinny like them. He wants me to tan and blonde like them. 
I didn't feel any of that because I just trusted that this person really cared about me. I have also been in relationships where, for instance, I've heard like, oh, by the way, your boyfriend was flirting with this girl at a bar. And I've known that to be true. I feel like I was evolved enough at that point to hate her. I mean, sorry, absolutely despise her. But at the same time, like understand that that feeling was misplaced and that who I was really angry at was him and that like I needed to talk to him about whether I could trust him or not. I think that the most important thing if you are feeling jealous of a female significant other is estimating whether you trust your partner or not. And if you do, and if you're like, okay, I actually really trust him. I trust that he loves me. I trust that he cares about me. Then I would say like, you can maybe let yourself be jealous or, or, but, but try to rest in that knowledge. If you feel like this is someone who picks at me, who starts fight out of nowhere, who complains because he says, I don't buy batteries for the house. I, of course, am talking about <laughs> Tom Sandoval. Then, and he has a female best friend, then I would be okay with saying something's not right. And I'd say the the worst thing that can happen in these situations is your partner gaslighting you. Like, honestly, and I'm speaking, of course, of someone who in their Instagram bio says a feminist who loves men. Some people, women, male, otherwise can be awful. They can like try to hook up with someone's boyfriend. They can have, try to have emotional affairs with someone's boyfriend. People have the capacity to be unkind, to be wildly unkind, unempathetic, not consider others. But it really is about if your partner is, is seeing that and acknowledging that pain to you or not. Yeah, this is a tough one. I have had the direct experience of like someone hitting on my boyfriend and expressing feelings for them and like trying, like you said, to start something with them when I was dating them. And then I have also had the experience of like, I think I have the capacity to, no matter what's going on in the relationship, like choose something like this to fixate on because whether I'm like trying to avoid looking at other aspects of the relationship or I'm just like, I'm afraid to lose this person. So I'm just going to choose this thing. And like, it's like in reality, in some of these situations, I know that the person I was with like had no intention of doing anything inappropriate, but I like chose to be like, well, this is disrespectful and it shouldn't be happening nonstop. And it was kind of like a waste of time. And I also had this weird obsession with like, this is disrespectful. And like, I, if I ever meet this girl, like I am not going to be nice to her. And I had a conversation right. with a friend about that once. And my friend was like, why? Like, why would you ever not want to be nice <laughs> to someone? And I was like, that's so true. Like, it's actually like way more like, aspirational to just like be nice to everyone That's and like true. have an open mind because you're going to get proven like as Kelly Clarkson once said like if someone doesn't love you and is like going to cheat on you like you will find out you don't have to like investigate like you will find out that that person doesn't feel the way you do and right, I did always right. find that out and it didn't matter how much time I spent looking for like oh he doesn't care enough about me because like it's actually kind of funny in retrospect in these situations it's like yeah I found out this person didn't feel the same way I did and wasn't as like devoted to me as I was to them. And it was completely regardless of these little situations that I right, obsessed over and tried right. to control. It's like, yeah, like but that was just a I waste mean. of time. It's it's a, in regards to the health of your relationship. It really is. And, and also in regards to how your partner handles it. Totally. Because if someone loves the attention, despite how that makes yeah, you feel, yeah. that is a red flag to me. That a is. A big red flag. Because it's saying... If a guy was flirting with me and I could tell it hurt my ex's feelings, like a lot of people, myself included, are human enough to like our ex, our partners feeling jealous or like kind of like excited by the fact that like, oh my God, you really like me. You don't want any other guy to be with me. Like, that's cool. I like that. That 
that estimates how much you care about me. I would never want someone I love to feel bad. And if I, I am looking for that, then I need to, again, look at the relationship and like acknowledge that like maybe I need validation so much that I'm willing for someone else to suffer for that. And that's yeah. not okay. Right. And also like, it's like, yeah, it should be as simple as like, oh, this makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Got it. You know, like it should yes, be that simple. Yes. It makes me uncomfortable. And I'm actually, I, and I can speak for you too. I'm pretty low maintenance. So if I'm asking for one thing and it has to do with respect as again, to, to go to VPR, if I'm asking you not to make out with someone in our friend group out of respect to me, you can do that. I know. All right, let's just go to VPR because it's clearly we, what's like. It is. I mean, it's staring us right in the eye. Um, it's so The last episode crazy. was the most egregious episode of television I've ever seen. Obviously, Raquel asks, first of all, Lala for president. I'm sorry. I, I really, I, I really do love her so much. I, I, I think she's the voice of reason. Tom Sandoval going after women to the point that his girlfriend cries, you really see that she knows something is going on. And she is also doing a very interesting thing where when her friends bring up, like, so what happened when Tom, like, basically when you found out he lied about him not going to see you when your grandmother died so he could be at a Labor Day party, she was very much almost shitting on Lala. Like, yeah, I don't know why people need to feel yeah. the need to, like, ask me all these questions. And then I completely understood where she was coming from, which was basically, like, leave my relationship alone. I'm protective of it. And also, I don't really want to look at it or think about it. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't want to acknowledge like that I'm with someone who I can't trust. Tom Sandoval picks a fight of like, dude, why are you always on me? And basically trying to slowly work with Tom Schwartz to justify the fact that he's going to leave Ariana for Raquel. It is absurd. It's embarrassing. It's mean. And you watch Ariana in these scenes and you can tell she didn't know that they were going to do a fight in front of camera because she's really confused. And again, it's sort of like just breaking up with someone rather than cheating on them with their best friend is possible. So much easier. It's the easier, softer way when you watch something like this, you're like, oh, that could have been so simple. Also, though, it's so funny because he's trying to make this case and it like couldn't be like she's saying, I would love if you spent time with me. And he's like, um, the things you want to do to spend time are not stimulating enough for me. I need to go to the club and be stimulated. He's basically like, if you don't want to do coke with me, then we're not going to spend quality time. But I exactly. still want to have sex. And she's like, I don't really want to have sex unless we like cook and dinner he's like, together. What is quality time. And she gives him, I swear, the easiest things a man for. She doesn't even ask for a date night. She's like, I would Cooking like to together. go on a walk around the neighborhood together. Yeah. And then I'll have sex with you. And he's like, sorry, not stimulating enough. Like you're okay. You are so unsupportive of me because you want to go on a walk. Like he's a 40 year old man who says quality time to him is hand gliding, hand gliding and doing shrooms and staying up to watch the sunrise. Horrifying. Like it's just so horrifying. And he has like white nail polish. Like I just white nail polish, a silk blouse and a mustache. Your boyfriend, your boyfriend won't spend time with you enough to go for a walk around the neighborhood, but he's getting manicures. I'm sorry. I not to be like gender normative, but like, no, 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 bitch. No, not when it's no. Tom Sandoval. And I honestly, not when it's anyone, because you need to be able to cook dinner with me to have sex with me and not use me as an, like a masturbatory device. That I, mean, I would love so... to have sex right now. So I'm like, I mean, that doesn't sound too bad. Actually, but... you can use me. You can. I mean, if it's yeah, a casual like, it's thing, complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> Listen, life is complicated, but it's not complicated when someone is this disgusting and fuck shorts for just like being an accomplice to it and for hiding in the plants like Lisa and whistling. 
By the way, Lisa Vanderpump, I came away from this episode. I was like, Lisa Vanderpump too. is the His mother. What's the thing of like voice of God, like Deus Machina or whatever? It's like she is literally like standing up and being like, listen, I want all of you to love each other. And I believe in you all. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you shouldn't believe in the Toms. But she was like, why the fuck is Tom Short standing in the plants hiding? Getting in the fight, especially when your ex-wife is getting yelled at by a man. That's your friend. And and, and and yelling at Terry, her mom. I heard they cut out him telling Terry to shut up. That is so fucking horrifying. And And he said, I think it's a little tacky to have your mom entering fights for you. It's like, really, bitch? I think it's a little tacky for you to take your mom's retirement fund to start a restaurant that you don't work at because you're too fucking lazy. You know what else I think is tacky? What? A whore, whoa, a total whoa, telling Katie, a girl who made out with Katie's ex-husband, recent ex-husband, telling her that she needs to calm down about the dogs and like telling her how to, telling her how to handle her divorce and trying, this is, okay, it this was, is the I, thing. It was, Lala, I was like, I was in Lala's head when she was just looking at it and she could barely speak because it was so insane. And Katie goes, what are you doing right now? Get away from me. She's repeatedly, talk about boundaries. Nedger would never be able to handle this. She is repeatedly telling her to leave her alone and saying even at one point, don't touch me. And Raquel is following her around. It's so compulsive and scary, to be honest. And then this is what I found most upsetting. Schwartz tells Katie to be nice to Raquel. And it's like, you haven't stood up for this woman your entire marriage, but you are standing up for Raquel to your ex-wife. Because men are just like at the bottom line, men are uncomfortable with women voicing anything that's not like support of them. That's what I felt in that moment. Like all the times, like friendship post-breakup, no. Because it's like, I have post-breakup been told you need to like be okay with like behavior and it's like wait a second no i don't anymore i don't like i'm not agreeing to this whole fucking weird shit anymore first of all and second of all think about this okay so i've had so many moments of being like wait do i actually feel bad for raquel and i know that sounds crazy but it's like i'm like okay i struggle with like wanting validation from men i struggle with like getting a nose job too like she (laughs) seems to have alcoholism like i don't know like there's been moments where i'm like is she okay but then This is the timeline of events. She goes to a after party of she's not invited to the original thing. She goes to the after party anyway, because the two men she's flirting with who are both ones in a relationship and one's recently divorced from two people she's friends with. She just wants attention from them. That's why she goes. She shows up. Her first move is to talk to the girlfriend of the man she's having currently an affair with and try to talk her into breaking up with him. She's like, don't you think you're not attracted to him? Don't you think it's weird you guys don't have sex? Because I actually felt less attracted to James and then we broke up. So maybe you should consider that. Basically trying to convince her to she break goes, up with him. She goes, do you want to be in this relationship? And she's and Ariana goes, yeah. And I mean, I was like, I'm so sorry. You are so stupid. Raquel going, okay. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay, okay, Like got literally it. to herself. Got it, got it. Okay. And then she moves on to... The other that's the thing, too. It's like people are like, oh, was the Tom was the Schwartz Raquel thing like a front? No, I think she would have gone with whichever one gave her attention. Mm. And so she's like, "Okay, I I guess like uh, Sandoval and Ariana aren't going to break up. So let me move back to Schwartz and Katie. And then she's like, Katie, you need to like be cooler, like whatever. And that's the thing, too. She's the cool girl. She's the girl that the guy. 
are like, oh, we're friends with Raquel. She doesn't care about anything. She'll do coke with us in the hot tub. She'll watch sports with us. Yeah, that's because she has no fucking self- sense of self or self-esteem. Well, and she I just wants it. attention said, from you You're guys. heading for a breakdown. Your value comes from, like, men. And by the way, you'll deserve that breakdown and everything it comes with. I don't As know. I who- feel bad. I feel like she's, like... I think she's in danger. Okay, I've been in danger too and I've had breakdowns too and I deserved that. I deserved that. And I was humbled by it and I changed and grew. And she that's her choice if she does that. I think that uh, Katie, I watched her watch what Katie went on watch what happens live after that episode and pointed out a really interesting narrative, which I think is true, which is that when Schwartz and Raquel made out. She thinks Raquel did it to like play games with Tom because he was obviously in a relationship and to like do okay. it in front of him and stuff. And she said, and that's why she thinks Tom Sandoval told Tom Schwartz afterwards that they were together to basically like get him oh, off of the track. Oh, okay. See, this is the stuff we have to keep track of. It's turning into like succession, like the business deals. Like I'm like, wait, this I'm is like, so complicated. I don't, yeah, I need more. I need more time to really absorb it. I mean, again, just like succession, I'm going to watch this all over again, probably multiple times because it is so intricate and such a, a wicked web we weave. Um, we are so excited for the finale. We're so excited for the reunion. The reunion trailer is gorgeous. I have watched it so many times. It's, head. it's really James Kennedy deserves a raise. He really does. He's been giving us a lot. He's been holding this show up in a lot of ways. Him throwing a drink on Schwartz was really valuable to me. And and he just doesn't get scared. And a part of that is alcoholism. But um, the only thing he's scared of is Lisa Vanderpump, which I also think is very charming. I literally saw a comment that he did, did under a p- picture of Lisa with someone. He's like, Lisa looks amazing here. Love you, Lisa. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. Such a teenage boy. He is. But he totally is. will keep you guys posted. Thank you for listening to me cry today. I can um, only hope that we can all grow together. And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart, because I think growth is the only option. And um, I want to make choices that open up my heart rather than keeping it locked. And I'm grateful for you, Devin, and I love you. Love you, Carol. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.